ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across central New York, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Everybody's got a problem, so do That it is rolling along here on the program right now. Brad Higgins with you on the 315. We're getting you ready for Cuse and Virginia Tech. Uh, tomorrow night in the Dome, 7 o'clock tip. First of two this year between the Orange and the Hokies. Both will be coming up uh, this month. It's not uh, long again. It's Virginia into Virginia Tech this past week. In a couple weeks, it'll be Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. And then quick turnaround as Virginia will be in the Dome uh, for a big Monday game. So a lot of the Commonwealth here over the course of the rest of January. Uh, for the Orange. With that, we go to the phones. Our next guest is Mike Burnup. He's been the color analyst for Virginia Tech football and basketball for a long time. Does a great job with it. Mike, welcome in. Thanks for hopping on for a few minutes today. Well, thanks for having me, Brian. Good to be with you. And, and i got to start out with this. Uh, it just uh, has nothing to do with the game tomorrow night, but uh, yesterday, the National Sports Media Association, they do this every year. There's They have their Hall of Famers and award winners, and they give out awards for every state for um, – you know, radio and uh, print and, you know, here in Syracuse, down at Atona, Mike Waters from the Post Standard have both been awarded recently. Your guy, Bill Roth, who you do football games with, like, he's been back calling games with you for a minute after being gone. He wins the award again for, like, his eight millionth time. How does our Syracuse guy, Roth, keep keep winning all these awards with you down there in football season? I think there's some politics involved. <laughs> he, you know, he, he knows everybody. He lives in Fort Lauderdale, uh-huh. and he does the games on Saturdays, and then he, like he wins the award, and we only had 11 football games. So, <laughs> no, you know, he's great. Uh, it's great to have him back in the booth, uh, and uh, we enjoyed our time this year. Look forward to next year, but uh, he's a true professional, and I know a proud graduate of Syracuse. Uh, that he is. Always good to catch up with Bill whenever we cross paths with him. You're working with Zach Mackey on the uh, basketball games this year. He'll be on uh, Orange Nation, our program that precedes this to tomorrow. So looking forward to hearing from Zach. But, uh, you know, you've been doing this a while, Mike. You've seen Virginia Tech, and it's been many years. You know, Virginia Tech, you know, great at football and, you know, kind of whole hum at basketball. But it looks like they've, you know, kind of stitched things together here. You know, Buzz Williams got it going a bit. It looks like Mike Young has kind of taken that torch and run with it. How important was that, you know, now four years into it, the transition that Mike was able to really keep going what what Buzz started there? I think it's been uh, pretty amazing when you think about what Coach Young has been able to do because when he got here, he literally had no players. I mean, the ones with Buzz had either graduated or a couple of them were going to go with Buzz. And so he had, like, Wabisa Beatty. They had to convince him to stay, and that was it. So Hunter Couture is the guy that had committed to him to go play at Wofford, Mm -hmm. and uh, he called him right away from when he was at the Final Four and said, hey, I want you to come to Virginia Tech, and that was kind of how it all started. And, uh, yeah, to to take him to the NCAA tournament, to win the ACC tournament last year, pretty remarkable job that he has done uh, coaching these kids up. And um, he's a great guy. He's like Coach Beamer in sneakers is what I call him. (laughs) And uh, you know how good Coach Beamer was, and he was obviously difficult to follow, as we saw with Justin Fuente at a rough time, and now Brent Pius trying to rebuild a football program back. Yeah, hey, hey, it's not easy to follow a guy that goes in and wins a lot of games, and that's what Buzz did. He showed up, he won a lot of games, and uh, was off to college uh, station. So 
Now the fourth theory. You mentioned Mike came from Wofford. He brought a lot of guys with him. There's Kevin Aluma and, and Storm Murphy. They're gone now. Couture, you said, and we'll see if he plays on, on Wednesday coming back from an injury. Like He he never played at Wofford, but he's kind of the last connection there. Well, what's been the transition like uh, for Mike Young? You know, he had those guys off very successful programs as Wofford is kind of a pretty good safety blanket. Well, what's it been now that he's, you know, transitioned to getting, you know, Virginia Tech guys, I guess, for lack of a better word in there? Well, I think it's been good. Uh, you know, in this day and time with the transfer portal, you can improve yourself uh, quite quickly and remarkably. Uh, I think when you look and see what Steve Forbes was able to do at Wake Forest last year when he ended up having a heck of a year and two of those guys got drafted and are playing in the league right now, it's pretty amazing. So even though you lose a Kevy Aluma, you go out there and find a Grant Bazzilli and uh, who comes from Wright State and uh, has played very, very well. He can shoot the ball outside. He can drive. You know, he's a good free-throw shooter. And, um, and then you got the, the, I think, the big piece of the puzzle this year was having Justin Mutz come back. And, you know, he's one of those guys that got the extra COVID year. He loves college basketball. So he's back for his, like, 16th year, right? <laughs> he's a veteran. <laughs> and so those things uh, make a difference uh, in the big picture. And so I think Coach Young is uh, he's kind of got it going. He's got to get healthy this year. Well, they've struggled, obviously, without Hunter Couture, and Rodney Rice was a big-time recruit that he got, and he is yet to play. They think he may play tomorrow night, and that will certainly help matters because, to be honest with you, Brian, I mean, Sean Padula is playing too many minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, as a point guard, they're asking him to score. They're asking him to defend, and, uh, you know, it gets a little bit tough when you run the point and do all that. So later in the game, I mean, clearly, uh, he gets a little bit gassed playing about 36 minutes a game. Yeah, and it, Couture is the big thing. Is that the main thing you notice here? It's a four-game losing streak, and these, these are not blowouts by any means. They've all been right down to the wire. Couture played in the first, the overtime loss against BC, then he's been out the, the last three. Is that the main difference in the last three, that he wasn't on the court, or, or are you seeing something else here in these games recently? Well, I mean, I think other guys have got to step up and play, but the Hunter Couture is a big piece to the puzzle because he generally uh, draws the other team's best uh, offensive guy, so he's a really good defender. And he's arguably your best three-point shooter. And so he can also play the points, so he can give Sean Padula a little bit of a break now and then. So it's definitely hurt not having him on the court. He's a terrific leader. He's seen it all, played so many minutes here from day one with Coach Young that uh, it's, a, it's a huge piece missing. And uh, hopefully he'll get back sooner than later. And, you know, you got to think in the big picture, it's better now than in March, right? So... Hopefully he'll get back soon. I mean, it was unfortunate, but he still had a little bit of pain in that uh, arm and elbow, and um, I know he's getting really, really close. Yeah, it, it sounded like, listening to Coach Young yesterday on the, the ACC uh, weekly teleconference, that uh, they, they still didn't know, at least yesterday, if he's going to go uh, tomorrow night. Do you, do you have any better sense today? Is that legit going to be a get him out there, let him get some shots up a couple hours before the game and figure it out then? Yeah, I mean, we'll know at the shoot-around uh, tomorrow and see how much he does. He hasn't been doing too much at the shoot-around, but he's been going through some of the practice. You know, it's not his shooting arm, so that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see, uh, you know, game-time decision, how close he is, you know, can he withstand the uh, the pain and whatnot. But, you know, the amazing thing, Brian, when you think about the and, and the and the whole thing is that not having him play and not having Rodney Rice play, and yet, here you are sitting there. Almost every one of these games they've lost has been down to the wire with one possession. So, right. you know, this team is really, really close to having a really good year. Uh, but those losses kind of mount up. And who would have thought that you would have beaten 
the team that played for the national championship last year should have won it, right? And they would start the preseason as the unanimous number one. And that's your only conference win, and you've lost <laughs> four teams to teams that a lot of people didn't think would be at the top of the list, right? I mean, it's just crazy how the ACC is. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look back uh, recently, it's uh, the, the BC loss uh, was in overtime. Uh, lose to Wake by two, lose to Clemson by three, and most recently a home game to NC State at Castle, lose that by uh, four. So obviously those are all right down to the end. And unfortunately for the Hokies, that's all conference losses, which starts to add up at this point. Mike Burnup, the uh, color analyst for the Virginia Tech radio broadcast, will be here in the Dome tomorrow night, is our guest. And All right, Mike, I said it, so it's one in four in the league. What Do you have any clue what's going on in this league right now? Because I've been talking about it for weeks, and I, I, I haven't figured it out yet. Do you have any idea like who's good in this league right now? Well, we'll find out a little bit tonight, right, when Duke and UVA play. That's going to be an exciting game at 9 o'clock. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny. I was driving up to our shoot-around this past Saturday before the NC State game, and I'm sitting there listening to the Duke-Boston College game playing up at the Conte Forum, which, as you know, it's a tough place to play. I mean, here they got a 14-point lead. BC goes on a 10-0 run, and it's cut to, like, four. And then all of a sudden, you know, I look at the final score, and then Duke wins by one. So, I mean, you just never know. On any given night, I think there's enough good players on each of these teams that if somebody goes off one night or you don't bring your A game, you're going to get beat. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy. I mean, it's uh, uh, it's pretty balanced right now, and I don't know if that's good or bad, right? At some point, you think that maybe you need a dominant team, and maybe that'll be Carolina when it's all said and done, or Virginia. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, they got all the pieces. So we'll see how it plays out. It's still awful early in January. Uh, it feels like Carolina should be the team that certainly has the highest ceiling after what they did uh, last year. But, man, uh, right now they're – Plan like they did in January last year, which wasn't that, which wasn't very good. So it's kind of exactly. it's kind of hard to figure it out. You know, you know, looking at this game tomorrow night, I've I've always thought this, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you know a Mike Young team comes in like they're going to shoot a lot of threes. That's a lot of what goes into uh, what he does. Those numbers are, are down ever so slightly this year. I don't know if it's just volume or or percentage. Is it? Is there been a strategic change at all with the numbers being down, or is that, okay, maybe just not quite as many shots have gone in at this point of the year? Uh, no, the numbers are down. I mean, I think they're down all around. Uh, when you look at uh, the fact that only one guy shoots over 40%, that, that takes most of your threes, right? That's Hunter Couture. Yeah. He's at 40.3%. I mean, that's that's not great, right? And even though Justin Mutz is at 46, he's only made 10, so it's not like he sits out there and lights it up from outside. He's more of an inside guy. But, you know, I don't think Sean Padula has shot as well as he'd like to. Graham Bazzilli started out pretty well uh, and has cooled off. And the biggest difference has been Darius Maddox. You know, he, until the other night against NC State, I mean, he went off at the last part of that game and single-handedly uh, bought the Hokies back and almost pulled it off when he made three or four threes right there in a span of like a minute or so mm-hmm. he has not shot the ball well so hopefully that'll boost his confidence what happened last week and uh, maybe he'll get going a little quicker this week because he's yet to play a 40-minute game uh yeah that's a fact <laughs> and you look at the, these virginia tech thing like the, the threes are and, and syracuse fans are extra nervous about it because the orange are giving up threes at just an extraordinary uh, rate and volume uh, this is so i guess everyone around here is just nervous like uh, okay couture is going to be fine tomorrow and, and tomorrow is going to be the day they're all going to go in here when we're in the dome well that's the thing about rodney rice i mean i, I think rodney rice 
is a guy, when you just watch him out shooting around, I mean, the guy can flat out play. And at the shoot around last week against NC State, Brian, he was, he literally played Kerquavion Smith and, and looked marvelous. I mean, he was running the show. He was getting his shot off and the shots were going in. And so, you know, to bring him back against Syracuse's zone, it's probably a whole lot smarter and better than letting him go up there and play against NC State when they're up in your grill. They're pressing. They're into you. And, you know, he he's missed 16 games, right? He hadn't played yet. So his gas and wind are going to be a factor, and you don't want to re-injure him. So hopefully Rodney Rice can uh, play tomorrow, and I think the Hokie Nation kind of wants to see what he's all about. Yeah, t- tell us a little bit about this guy. I mean, he's from uh, DeMatha. I mean, that's a, that's a big-time uh, high school program. It's a, to get him at, at this point of the season, how, how can you integrate, I guess, you know, a freshman that's been out when we're, we're sitting here already into the middle of ACC play? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, 16 games in. You know, he had ankle surgery uh, back in August, and so it's just been a long road back recuperating. And, you know, he's had a couple little setbacks, but they think he's well now. Uh, But a terrific high school player uh, can flat out play. You know, he can shoot outside. He can drive. He can defend pretty well. But is he going to be a guy that can come right in here tomorrow and play 20, 30 minutes? No. I mean, he hadn't played the lick, right? So it's going to take him a while to get back into it. Coach said that, um, you know, try to get him in at the 15, 16 minute mark of the first half, let him get his feet wet a little bit, see what he can do, and then uh, move on from there. So that's kind of the plan right now. All right, so sounds like he'll be in after the first TV timeout tomorrow night. Uh, And we as Arch fans, uh, that's when we're going to begin to commence freaking out that tomorrow he's going to step on the court and just be unconscious in his first career game. So we'll see if that's that's what happens. But that's what we're going to worry about now for about the next 27 hours. Uh, Let me hit you with a football question before we go, Mike, because uh, you cover those games uh, as well. Uh, They announced uh, today, I think, when they are going to announce the ACC football schedule, which is coming up at uh, the end of the month here in a few weeks. So what do you make? Uh, We we talked so much about, you know, the coastal madness and all that stuff the few years. This will be the first time that it kind of opens up in in the ACC. Uh, Good move, bad move. Uh, What are your thoughts on the future ACC football schedule? Well, I mean, I think they pretty much had to get out of the divisions, right? I mean, it just looked bad when you're sitting there. You got one team that seemed like it has dominated one side forever in Clemson, right? And then you're half the time playing a championship game and the other team's not even ranked. So I think this year, you know, obviously the Atlantic was the much tougher division. You know, you guys had your run at it. Florida State certainly coming on strong. You know, Clemson uh, with their quarterback situation definitely struggled. Uh, But it's one of those things. And um, I'm glad that they're switching. I think it was important to do that. And uh, the Hokies have got to get – you know they got to get going on this thing and get get back together. I mean they, I mean they had so many of those one possession games last year. They lose by one point twice and three or four points. I mean they could have been bowl eligible, uh, but they didn't pull it off. So Brent Price is doing a good job of getting some recruits. He went to the portal and he's gotten some uh, uh, better players in. And um, so I think it's encouraging about what they're going to do uh, moving forward. Uh, it, it'll just be nice. It still won't be every year that, hey, at least Syracuse and Virginia Tech will get to play like every other year now going forward. And, and Well, that's the thing. And, I mean, you just think about it. You know, you go like five, six, seven, eight, nine years, you don't play Florida State. Yeah. You don't play Syracuse. You don't play Wake Forest. It was crazy how that thing worked. But now at least you will. I think the biggest disappointment for the Hokie fans is that they won't play Miami every year because that was our, you know, obviously right. in the division. That was one they played, and it ended up they were not our crossover, one of the crossovers. So that's a little disappointing, but 
Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. And, you know, this year, <laughs> Brent Proud, the, the team will be better next year, Brian, but the schedule is tougher. That That's the thing. I mean, it's literally, you're playing, I think, six of the Atlantic Division teams that next year that you hadn't been playing. Now. So it's going to be kind of weird. You're uh, almost going from switching divisions. <laughs> uh, exactly. It feels like you're in a different league. I'll leave you this, Mike. You talk about not playing Miami. It's not even next year. It's the year after. The Orange have now been in the ACC yeah. a, a decade. I know Virginia Tech longer than that. Miami, and we know this, you go back in the day, Syracuse, Miami, Virginia Tech, like that was the old Big East. Um, Miami still hasn't been to the Dome. <laughs> they have not been here once since Syracuse has been in the ACC. There's been one trip down there, and Miami has not been here yet. It's It's crazy. Uh, and they Isn't it crazy? I mean, it yeah. makes yeah, it's stupid. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's just wild. And then you know, next year when you think about the Hokies, are going to play Old Dominion again, but they got Purdue and Rutgers and Marshall. And then you know, you got the home games against Pitt, Wake, NC State, and Syracuse. So that'll be kind of fun. Uh, and then you know, you got those away games against BC, Florida State, Louisville, and Virginia. So it's um, yeah, the schedule is a lot tougher than it was this year. And obviously, we didn't play Virginia because of the tragedy that happened down there right. so you feel bad for the seniors that they got to go play at uva uh you know next year all right mike uh, good to chat with you uh, enjoy the trip up here and uh, have fun in the dome tomorrow night thanks for coming on for a few minutes yeah no problem brian thanks for having me and uh take care of yourself that's mike burnup he's the color analyst for the virginia tech broadcast both football and basketball will be uh, there tomorrow night in the dome final break now final wrap when we come back it's QSportsTalk.com and espn radio